Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, Facing Stress and Building Resiliency. My name is Yashika and I'm currently a fourth year forensic psychology specialist student at UTM. The goal of today's podcast is to have an open conversation about dealing with and combating stress in various situations undergraduate students often deal with. I'll be bringing a variety of guests, my friends, who will not only share their experiences and stories, but also how they combated stress and built their resiliency. With each guest, we will talk about their symptoms of stress, a stressful experience they faced and how they combated it, and advice they have for incoming and current undergrad students. And as a cherry on top, I've asked each of my friends to come prepared with their funniest joke because personally, a good laugh when I'm stressed always makes me feel better. Through such stories and experiences, I hope that you can find comfort in knowing that you're not alone when it comes to such situations and that there are a variety of resources and activities out there that can help you. Additionally, I hope that you can learn a new resource or strategy that you can apply the next time you're stressed. Before I bring my first guest, I think it's important to briefly define and discuss what stress exactly is. Stress can be defined as the feeling of being overwhelmed or the inability to cope with mental or emotional pressure. It's a normal physical, emotional, and intellectual response of your body that occurs as a result of change and challenges. Stress isn't necessarily a bad thing. It helps you adjust to new situations, keeps you alert, motivated, and ready to avoid danger. However, stress when present for prolonged periods of time with the inability to cope with it or handle it becomes dangerous. So what happens to your body when you become stressed? I'm going to get a little sciencey here, but hopefully I break it down and make it easy to understand. Your body's autonomic nervous system is what controls your vital functions, such as your heart rate and breathing. When you become stressed, You activate your sympathetic nervous system, which results in a stress response known as fight or flight. This response is there to help your body face the stressful situation. It essentially helps your body fight the situation or flee the situation, thus its name, fight or flight. Changes in your body as a a result of this response include increased heart rate, which increases the blood flow in your body, dilation of blood vessels that serve muscles, which increases the availability of oxygen to those muscles, dilation of your bronchi, which increases the availability of oxygen in your blood, and the dilation of pupils to allow more light in, thus increasing visual acuity are a few examples. While these symptoms are those that occur internally, external symptoms may include headaches, high blood pressure, a racing heart, stomach or digestive problems, just to name a few. You may also experience emotional symptoms such as anxiety, irritability, panic attack, or increased sadness. These responses in a short term essentially help you survive. However, if they are present for a long term, such as that in chronic stress, the continued activation of the stress response will cause wear and tear to the body. That is why it is really important to know how to manage stress and combat it. Using resources that are present around you is a great way to help you build your resiliency and essentially prevent the wear and tear of your body. Alright, so now that we have a good understanding of what stress exactly is and some of the science behind it, I think it's time to introduce my first guest, Mimuna. Mimuna and I met during a second year psychology statistics course and soon after we took several courses together and became great friends. We've seen each other stress about several assignments and tests in the courses we took together and thus have helped each other in a lot of stressful situations. Hello y'all awesome listeners. My name is Namuna and I am doing a specialist in neuroscience and a minor in biology and I will be going into fourth year this September. Um, obviously we've seen each other stress like 
throughout the past two years. Um, it's been about like various things from like academics to just like personal life. But before we talk about like some like a com- common stressor in an undergraduate journey, I wanted to ask you, how do you recognize that you are stressed? Okay, so yeah, so much stress all throughout these four years. But um, really, when I I don't know, I start snapping at people. I would not do the stuff that I really enjoy, and then. Snapping is not cool. It's not obviously, but that's just how much I know that I'm stressed about, and I'm and like I have to take a step back and be like, oh, what am I doing? Is this this is just like a small part of the whole my whole life, and like even crying sometimes, which I do, I have done <laughs> this past year a lot. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, that that's when I know that I'm I'm very stressed. But yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. So in this past year, or like in general, what's like one thing that's like stressed you out a lot, and how did you end up dealing with it, or like what resources or things did you do to kind of help you okay. stress? There are so many, but obviously I'm not gonna talk about my whole life story here. But um, so I was taking this really cool neuroscience research course, and when I read about it, and it was awesome. So I was super excited about it. We get our first set of lectures, and then we get a lab report, and there's this component of this lab report that I absolutely do not enjoy. Also, I don't really know anybody in this class, so don't have anybody to uh, ask, like, oh, what's happening here? So I'm so stressed. And at the end of the day, this lab report counts for, like, a lot of my marks. At that point, I was like, do I even want to take this course? Because it was the online environment that I did not like, that I was so, it was it was so stressful. And actually, I talked to Yashika about it. Yeah, we had some Very long, long conversations, conversations about this. Another roadblock was that I needed it for my fourth year course so I had to take it I was talking to my mom I was talking to Shika and oh my god like man I was crying at this point this is what I knew it was very stressful for me and Shika gave me like a few ways she was like can talk to like our program advisor and I did and I talked to her about the situation and she actually cleared up a lot of my misunderstanding actually as she was like try to go on with this course just because it is a requirement for your program and I did go on with this and now now that I'm done with this, I am actually quite happy that I took it and I did end up with a good mark. So yay, bonus point there. But that was one of the most stressful weeks of my life. Now I remember having this conversation with Mamuna and we were like discussing like, okay, so if we drop it now, when would you take it? If I remember telling her every time a drop date, like yeah. refund date was coming, she would text, now I would get a 50% refund. Now I would get a 25% refund. You know what didn't help if I buy 25%? I still didn't get my mark about that first lab report yeah and we were just like waiting for that first mark to determine whether like she should drop it or she should just keep going um yeah that was that that was like pretty stressful so they said you reached out to a program advisor so that obviously helped clear some of your stress but in general when you're stressed what are some things that you'd like to do to de-stress? Um, okay so when i'm like really stressed about something i would just step back really try to forget that that even exists like i would take a long break and i mean it's a deserved break let's say i'm going out and if like i have this in my mind i'm gonna ruin everybody else like i told you when i'm really stressed yeah. i start snapping at people and that's not cool so i would literally like try to forget that this even and then when I take these breaks, mm-hmm. I do what I love to do. Like I would watch shows, YouTube videos, funny YouTube videos, cat videos, <laughs> stuff like that. So just like <laughs> anything to to activate anything, that serotonin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
And I think sometimes that's kind of hard to do too because that whole like aspect of feeling guilty. But as important as, as it is to like get the work done, it's also equally important to take a break because what's the point of you being stressed and like trying to do something when your brain's not functioning properly? Like you'll just end up taking more time to do that. So instead like take a break, relax, like yes, reset yes. your mind and then come back right. with a fresh it's perspective. Levels, like that's- yeah, it's like too much like <laughs> talk. talk. This is how you know two psychology this people are sitting I, together. This is what I'm learning. So I'm gonna dish it out in here to add on to that guilty thing. Like, yeah, I, like as I was saying mm-hmm. before, this is just a small part of my like whole life. I, I don't need to only focus on this stuff. Like, I have four other courses that yeah. I need to talk to, look at. So that's why I have to take a break. I have to be like, okay, forget this. I'm even I, this even exists at this point. I have to. I have other stuff that I need yeah. to take care of. But yeah. And then as a kind of finishing off to our conversation, what is um some advice that you would give to? incoming undergrad students or even um current undergrad students okay um two of the most important advice advices in my opinion okay it's please please catch up on your program requirements ahead of time there are so many times like i can't even count how many times like i just like looked over them and i was like eh, i'll think about it and then the due date comes and passes and i'm like oops there there it goes so please look like take it take a moment look at everything you need to do um in first year second year third year fourth year plan for it and then and then probably talk yeah. to your program advisor if you don't understand anything and don't try to assume stuff just like i did and turns out i had a lot of misunderstandings from that one course so talk to your program program advisor also reach out to your professors if you need to i know it's so daunting to talk go to the office hour sometime for like in first year because you're just like oh my god it's gonna be a one-on-one conversation maybe i can't handle this much maybe what if you find out i'm like not doing well in his class like it doesn't matter that per- the professors are they're there to help you and teach you they're literally teaching you already in like your lecture times right if you yeah. can te- if you can get a one-on-one that's even more better and cooler i think but yeah try to exactly like I, I was so I'm telling you I'm not gonna be a hypocrite I was so scared and I did not reach out to a professor until the third year third year is when I actually went to I yeah, guess it sure. also helps I have a zoom and I didn't have to turn on the video sometimes <laughs> but yeah third year was this year I answered questions in class I, and I went to office hour and I actually asked questions in the and then it, it was also better this way because the class size were smaller so they would know me by my name and be like oh Mimuna's here so reach out to your um, professors if you need help and try to not shy away from it yeah and like they're there to teach you and you're here to learn you're not expected to know everything you're here to learn and they're here to help you in that journey of learning and it's never going to be perfect it's never going to be that you learn something once and you'll like perfectly understand it it's going to take a lot of revision and a lot of practice but they're there to help you they'll give you tips they'll give you advice and you'll make it through yeah and then i mean that's what they're there for to help you and they understand they've been doing this for a long time they know everybody has different strengths and weaknesses and they will try to cater to Mm -hmm. like most professors try to do that most professors love when people come to office hours but a lot of times they end up sitting there by themselves because yes. no one shows up I mean, so be the exactly, one that shows up like, most of the professors like the upper year this is this is more of an upper year thing but it, as you go in upper years you're talking those professors are teaching you more of what they're researching on or what their field is so a professor most of the professors mm-hmm. love talking about their research they get so excited like and like as a side note like not stress related but when you make these connections they'll come in handy in the future oh, yeah. when in like in any program when you're looking for research opportunities when you're looking for references anything like this is how you take 
that first step and then the next step is asking for opportunities to help and then it that's how you build that relationship yeah so that's why you also need to look at your program requirements beforehand so you know what you're expected like for example if you need a research course course in third year you should be you should know this by first year or second year so you can apply for this and probably look and mm-hmm. it's not like you apply for the first uh, professor and they'll be like perfect i need you come on and turn up no you it's it's a lot of tra- trial yeah, and it's error. a lot it's of projections but um at the end of the day you will make it and like do not stress about yeah. it too much because if you try early if you start early you have time you have time to exactly. fail and get and up and do it again because you will succeed yeah. it's not it's, it's it's not that hard well i mean i'm not I'm, we get we we'll, guarantee we'll, you'll yeah. succeed don't yeah. come at us if yeah, you don't yeah. good money back guarantee all right all right so that's pretty much the end of our conversation Aww. um and then to end off this segment mamuna is gonna tell us a joke <laughs> Um, okay. Where are average things manufactured? Where? The satisfactory. <laughs> Yo, that was... Okay. Yeah, it, was, it is what it is. It's a good one. It's like... Alright. Um, thank you so much for coming and taking the time to talking to us about stress and helping give advice to any anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah, thank you, my amazing fans, for listening to <laughs> me ramble all about it. Bye-bye. <laughs> And before we move on to our next guest, I just wanted to touch base and give some information regarding our academic advisor. So the academic advisor for the forensic science program is Teresa. Uh, She is there to help you with course conflicts, scheduling conflicts, determining what courses you should take, determining what courses you can take. And the easiest way to get in contact with her is to book an academic appointment. Uh, To do so, you can go on the Forensic Science website and on the drop-down menu, find undergraduate resources and then find academic appointments. And through there, you'll find a form where you can book a Zoom or phone call appointment with her. She's a really great resource when it comes to determining your degree requirements, uh, the completion of your degree. And once you get to fourth year, she'll also be great help in terms of your forensic internship, all the administrative stuff. So Trace is there to help you. Make sure you reach out when you need that help. Okay, so our second and third guests for the evening are Aisha and Krishni. The three of us became best friends during grade 10, um, and we've known each other and been dealing with each other's stressors ever since. So I'll let them introduce themselves first. Hi, I'm Aisha. I'm in my third year at UTM, and I'm doing a biology specialist. Uh, Hi, my name is Krishni. I'm in my third year in the accounting program at the University of Waterloo. So we often talk about this in our spare time. And having known each other for so long, I think we've really seen each other go through a lot of stressors, whether that be in high school or even currently in university. But before we get to talking about such experiences and how we've dealt with those experiences, I think it's important or even a little bit more important to learn to recognize signs and symptoms of your body, both mental and physical, that indicate to you that you're stressed. So for you guys, what are such signs and symptoms? Um, For me, I usually get tired a lot more easily, and I find that I can't focus on my lectures or my readings without wanting to take a nap. And also, I get acne when I'm stressed so that's a really big sign for me yeah I definitely think like the part about not being able to focus properly I definitely go through that too but I think for me it's the opposite about like feeling tired I feel like I have a harder time I do feel more tired but I have a harder time getting with a proper sleep and I also think that when I'm stressed I get more quiet and then probably look more irritable and I get more annoyed at things easier yeah like when I start getting mad at my brother for no reason that's when I know 
Yeah, I totally get that. And I think that also happens to me sometimes too with my little brother where I find myself getting a little bit angry or irritated at the smallest of things for like absolutely no reason. And I found that the best solution to this, as guilty as it makes you feel, is to sometimes just take a nap. I found that really helps me to kind of just like reset my mind and to wake up with a fresh start. Those naps are always so good. So transitioning to our next question, obviously this year has been pretty rough and tough on a lot of us because of the whole transition to online school and a lot of the hardships that were created as a result of the pandemic. So what is a stressor that you had to deal with, which could be a common experience to any of the incoming undergraduate students or even our current undergrad students? So the biggest stress for me this past year has been trying to work from home. And because my mom runs a daycare from home, we always have kids here who are crying and being noisy. And I find it really hard to focus on my work and get things done. Whereas if everything was normal, I'd spend time at university to get everything done and then come back home when I don't have anything else to do. But I find find that working from home, I just can't get that much work done as fast as I could before. Yeah, I definitely agree too. I think the last three years with school have definitely been the biggest stressors, but this past year especially of doing everything from home. And with being in a co-op program, I've been like in the job search process and that's been like pretty interesting doing it online. Um, Just because like looking for a job, it takes up so much time and effort. So taking an additional course on top of kind of like an already full course load. And so that's been fun like doing applications and attending like virtual networking sessions this term and doing remote interviews um so yeah that's been interesting and a little bit more stressful than normal yeah I think like this whole transition to online interviews and networking um events can kind of take a little bit of practice and getting used to I recently had my first online interview and it was actually for the forensic internship and right before it I remember I remember being so stressed and nervous even though I've done a few interviews before just the fact that it was online and my first online type of interview I remember like just being so stressed about it but in the end it ended up going really well and I think you just kind of have to recognize that even though the environment is a little bit different the content and the type of questions and everything else is just the same and like not to worry about like technical glitches because none of that is in your control anyway so might as well just focus on your interview focus on preparing for it and it will go fine okay so moving on to our next question Over time, as you've dealt with these stressors, what are tactics or resources that you've used to help you de-stress and in doing so have also helped you build your resiliency? I mean, I mean, there's not much to do nowadays, but we're all stuck at home. So I think going for walks has definitely helped. Like whenever the weather is nice, my sister and I will just get ready and we'll either go for a drive or go for a walk. And it's just helps to kind of get your mind off of school and forget about the things that have been stressing you out. So I find that really helps. And then also just talking to you guys, we like do these calls probably like once a month or like twice every month. And it helps to just hear you guys talk and hear you vent about your own stresses. I end up forgetting about mine. So that's definitely helpful too. Yeah, for me, I usually just play with my little brother or I watch TV shows or listen to music. And that really helps. Or I also like playing the flute because it reminds me of high school and oh, yeah. back in high school, everything was normal. So yeah, I do that. Also acknowledging that there is something that is stressing me out and instead of trying to ignore it, focusing on how to get rid of that or even just 
understanding that this is something that worries me or stresses me out, I can find ways to work around that or even ask other people for help. Whereas before I, I would, anything that bothers me, I would just ignore it. Yeah, I definitely think just as important as knowing how to de-stress is knowing how to recognize the signs of you being stressed. And so I'm going to kind of put Aisha on the spot here um, and segue into our next question. But being a UTM student, what's one resource that you've used in the past um, or kind of know about that has helped you de-stress? Um, well, I only had my first year in person but the pandemic started um in march of my first year but i still had one entire normal semester mm-hmm. and when exams came around for first semester we had exam jams which were really really helpful for me not just trying to prepare for exams and understanding what my professor expect expected of us but also all of the other fun activities that were there like there were there was a station where we had to like write a letter to our future self and talk about what we expect from our future self or just give like an encouraging message to our future self and there was also goat yoga which i saw people do i didn't participate but i thought that was really cool so things like that in person that just helped you also being in a campus environment and doing all those fun things were really nice because you had a break from all that stress and it gave you something else to associate university with and not just stress and work and exams so that was really nice i don't know if waterloo has anything like an exam jam but i think that's definitely really interesting like it's, if we don't we should definitely bring something back because it sounds like such a good way to help you like de-stress and kind of like still prepare for exams but also kind of get your mind off yeah and I think it's like a great way to kind of just like stop studying for a bit especially for like people who like live on campus like it's a great thing to just like leave your dorm and like just go on a walk and visit all the different buildings I know they also have like they bring like dogs that you can kind of spend time with and they do like arts and crafts they have like sand bins and stuff and it's like super fun to just take a break um and obviously you have like the actual um exam review with your professor which is great if you were to give like one advice to incoming undergrad or like current like younger undergrad students um in dealing with stress and facing it what would that be um stress in terms of academics i would recommend them asking their professor exactly what is expected of them and the biggest thing i would tell them to ask if they are expected to read the entire textbook or not or like what is the point of the textbook in the course because for my first year courses i read everything and honestly was a waste of time yeah (laughs) ask your professor what exactly is expected of you and don't stress too much about reading the textbook also don't buy a a real hard copy textbook because it's just bothersome to carry around i hurt my back so much also going on the bus (laughs) carrying like my biology chemistry and calculus textbook i don't know how my back still works it was so bad (laughs) yeah i think the advice that i would give um it's less academic but just in general like i feel like these last three years have gone by so fast and like i know we were talking about the other three like you're literally graduating next year you'll be graduating which is so crazy like went by so quickly so i think in terms of like stress is find the time to like make good memories and use like these four years well and like for us like i kind of lost almost more than a year of like my university experience just at home when I could have been on campus and like like be with my friends and like do all these like university things um but I think if you get a chance to be on campus for your four years like make the most out of it and go out with your friends and even if when you have school make the time to to do the things that like you'll actually enjoy and that's like what you'll remember when you're older and you're out of school and you're working full-time and you have so many more responsibilities 
Yeah. yeah, and I think like one of you know, like a really important thing is to remember that like it's not just you. Like probably every single person in that course is also stressed about that same assignment or test. So, so like talk to the people around you, um, and like try to see like what are they doing to kind of help get a, get rid of that stress and do it with them or like do it with a friend. And that way things go by so much faster and so much easier. And you you really don't want to remember the stress of university mm-hmm. compared to like all the fun things that you could have mm-hmm. done. Obviously study and do well, but take time to also have fun yeah also pack a lunch from home because food is really expensive on campus <laughs> that's stressful the amount of money they like make yeah. us spend on food and textbooks like textbooks also those school. clickers for some classes they're so I expensive clickers? there was yeah. a prof and i used it for one class and we went on on pandemic so and top hat a top oh, hat yeah. they made me buy a 90 dollar eye clicker that i used for one course i used mm-hmm. it my second year psychology course and then never used it again yeah. Like I use it for half a semester. That's like a back Honestly. concert ticket. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we end this conversation, like I'm asking all of my guests, what is your favorite funny joke? Please ha- make them funny. Okay, well, I was gonna say Aisha's entire <laughs> I see existence. two jokes right in front of me. <laughs> but I didn't want to be just mean. rude. I know. <laughs> I'll say a less mean joke. I said it before you could. Um, what do you say when you see a bubble that you can't pop? What? You say, unpopable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Did you boo? Yeah. Okay, let's hear your joke. Okay, what type of pet do you not have to train? An Aisha. A pet rock. No. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I'm a human. It's obviously what? not a real a car. A carpet. A carpet. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Okay. okay thank you for that both of you really funny anytime hilarious. all right before we get carried on thank you so much for coming and talking taking the time to talk to us about stress and dealing with stress i hope you get to have some stress-free hours thanks for having us fun talking Bye. thank you before we move on to my next guest i briefly wanted to provide some information about exam jam as mentioned by aisha so exam exam jam offered by the center for student engagement provides you with strategies activities and resources to help you prepare for your exam and prioritize your wellness in addition to the exam review session provided by your professor exam jam provides opportunities of taking a healthy break by engaging in activities that get you physically moving allow you to get creative through arts and crafts and in general allow you the opportunity to opportunity to recharge. Taking healthy breaks is especially important during exam season as it is essential for success due to the fact that it allows you to reduce stress and improve performance. All right, so my next guests are Shreya and Priya. Shreya was my first friend when I moved into my current neighborhood and Priya followed soon after on my first day of grade eight. It's funny, actually, Shreya only lives like five houses um, down from me, but here we are virtually meeting. Um, So I'll let them briefly introduce themselves. Yeah, uh, that's also another phrase that I never thought you'd be saying, considering we live so close. But hey, everyone. So sad. I know. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Shreya, and I attend York University, and I'm part of the Shul School of Business, and I'm a fourth-year BBA student. And I'm Priya. <clears throat> I go to Waterloo, where I'm in my 3B term of computer science. Um, so before we start talking about common undergrad experiences that can cause stress, which I know we've all dealt with, um, I think it's also really important to kind of understand some of the signs and symptoms that indicate to us that we're stressed. Um, so for you guys, what are some, what are, what are those signs or symptoms? 
The main one that I deal with is I become very demotivated. I could have been previously very stressed out and very, um, if it's minor stress, then I'll just want to redirect that stress into finishing that task as soon as I can. But if it's a true, if it's a truly large stressor, then I'll actually, it'll actually have the opposite effect and I'll become super demotivated to, to do the task at hand. Um, another big stressor for me or a symptom you could say is that I lose the ability to compartmentalize. I let the stress spread to every area of my life. It could just mm-hmm. be stress about um, academics, but if it's a big one, then I'll let that stress spread and I'll start thinking about stress in different areas and parts of my life, even though it's not even related to the to the thing I'm stressed about at hand. So those are the two main ones for me. Yeah, and I think that like kind of creates a like cycle of more stress. Like if I like I like you mentioned, if you're like demotivated, um, then you're creating additional stress because you have this assignment or test you need to study for, but you just can't get yourself to do it. And then you find yourself like last minute, like racing to finish, racing to study right before the test. And it's just like this really toxic cycle that gets created, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to get out of it once you're once you're in it, but it's you just got to pull yourself out before it gets too too consuming but yeah for sure yeah I usually have more physical symptoms um, when I'm really stressed out I get stomach aches and it's hard for me to eat uh, last time I was really stressed it felt like my whole body was like a fist like I was wound up so tight I, I could barely move and um, I also sometimes have trouble sleeping and when, when I when I can sleep then I have really weird dreams that relate to what I'm stressed about yeah, I think I have that too. But um, a lot of times in my dreams, I'm like dreaming of like doing the test. Um, and it never goes well, because it's always like, I don't know the answers, or I'm like, running out of time, or the test is like 100 pages long. And it never ends well for me in my dreams. And it's like, I'm stressed in my dreams too. Like, let a girl sleep in peace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so uh, funny you should mention that, because I have a recurring dream about this one French exam that I took in high school and like even how many years later it just keeps bringing me back to that scenario I can't read any of the words on the paper I don't understand (laughs) it I'm running out of time but yeah so um throughout these last three years of undergrad what are some stressors that you've dealt with which are kind of common and um other other students may also be currently dealing with them or you know those it may be upcoming as they start their, their undergraduate journey yeah so a big one that I think a lot of people have is academic stress, but I went through a really rigorous um, academic program in high school. So for me, I kind of learned how to deal with academic stress um, over high school. So the main one that I dealt with in undergrad, especially, was career stress because I'd never dealt with it before. So it was very overwhelming entering um, university. and. Mm-hmm. I think the place or the source I get the most um, career stress from is actually LinkedIn because I feel like in the business field, it's almost required as a prerequisite to have a LinkedIn page and be very active on it. So I'm forced to kind of open up um, LinkedIn like every day or every other day and to see people's posts just talking about their like the peak of their achievements and just to scroll through and see the greatest accomplishments of each person's career life is demotivating because you only see their absolute like highlights of within their career without any 
actual context of the amount of hardship that they probably went through to get there. So it decontextualizes all the hard work and the rejections and the sleepless nights that probably preceded that. And it makes it seem like it's far easier than it actually is. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like LinkedIn, especially no one really talks about like the hard work they put into for to like prepare for that interview or like get those grades or get that research grant. And I think in recent times, there's also been this like movement to kind of talk about your rejection. And I saw that um a lot frequently like this, like in, in this like past month when um the grad school applications came out. Um, and I saw a lot of people talking about how rejection is just redirection and how like next year will be a better year and you have to just get up and try again. Yeah, I'm loving to see that trend, to be honest. It's so nice. Occasionally now I'll see the post that's all about, like you said, positivity. I saw mm-hmm. a post that I really liked, actually. It was, I have I have something great to announce. I don't have an internship this summer and that's okay. And I was like, yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel that too. Um, I see on my LinkedIn, my connections are uh, usually like also in my program. And so they have to find internships like I do for Waterloo. And uh, when people post their rejections online, it is really refreshing because I think my biggest stressor is finding all of these jobs. Uh, my, my program requires that I find six jobs in my undergrad and securing all of those jobs every few months can be really stressful. It can be really hard on us. Actually, this past year, because the economy is not doing great, I didn't want to rely on Waterloo's internal job board to find a job for the summer. So I instead looked on my own for six months to try to find my own job. And it was really hard to stay motivated for that long. I think this past year in, with like jobs in particular has been really difficult, especially with like a lot of people like losing their jobs when the pandemic first started. And then now when things are like slowly starting to get back to normal, there's like so much competition because there's so many people now looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And also with everything being online, like it can create additional stress. Like I think there's like just been this extra like layer of stress that's been added. So, like, we've dealt with all of these stressors throughout the past three years. And also in high school, like, dealing with stresses was also common in high school. So what are some things that you did to help you de-stress and then in doing so build your resiliency over these past years? For me, the only thing that really is an effective way of de-stressing is to talk to someone about it. Mm -hmm. I like to vent to my friends, but especially this one friend who's actually in another field um, completely from me. And she's at another university. Uh, She's pre-med. So she kind of listens to my problems and gives me advice with a completely fresh and unique view because she has she doesn't know anything about what I'm doing um, academically or career wise. And I don't know much about what she's doing in that regard either. So it's a great way to get a unique perspective. And I think that's really important because it's so easy to get tunnel vision when you're Mm -hmm. only interacting on a daily basis with people in your own program who are dealing with the exact same programs. And hearing them, in fact, can actually stress you out even more because you're just they're just reiterating the same problems that you're dealing with yourself. So it's nice to talk to someone who's looking at the problem with some with a degree of separation because they're able to more accurately judge judge the situation and give you advice and and think about the problem at hand in a completely different way. So that really um, helps me. Yeah, I think sometimes it's like so important to just have a fresh perspective on your problems. And sometimes they'll give you like better advice than someone in your program can because they they're looking at things from a totally different viewpoint, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can really relate to that. Um, Because for me, I think my biggest my biggest problem is imposter syndrome. And I actually do like talking to my, my friends who are in my own program for that. 
because sometimes mm-hmm. it can feel like, oh, maybe I'm not smart enough to be in this program. But then I, I have my friends who are there with me and they're all really smart. I respect them so much. I know that they, of course, do belong in the program. And to know that they too are going through the same thing, they also have imposter syndrome. It makes me realize that, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'm, I need to relax. Maybe I, I actually do belong here and I'm just taking myself too seriously. And so talking to them really helps put things into perspective for me. Yeah, I think it's really important, really important to have like the right um, community of friends around you who will like support you and help you through all of these stressors. And you'll do the same for them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just makes university so much easier when you have the right people around. Yeah, no, for sure. You you have to find the people that you can really turn to in any moment. And it's hard to do. But once you find them, it's life yeah. just becomes easier. Um, so if you could give one advice to um, incoming undergrad students or even current undergrad students who are finding themselves currently a little stressed about academics, trying to find a job, whatever it may be, um, what would you tell them? Yeah, so kind of as you were talking about in the question, there's actually a plethora of, of new stressors that you deal with when you enter university. So for me, instead of tackling any one of those individual stressors, I kind of like to tackle them all together. And I, my kind of philosophy or approach would be balance is key because it's so easy to become consumed just in one thing if it's all you're focused on. So for me, it was always academic. I was really consumed with, um, you know, like making sure I have the right grades, um, re- making sure I'm submitting all my assignments on time and making them as perfect as possible. So I was really just consumed in school. Mm-hmm. And that led me to not maybe putting in as much time in other areas of my life, like maybe the career search, um, extracurriculars, or health and wellness. So this year, I tried actually prioritizing my health and made the time to work out and cook, which I wouldn't have done in previous years, to be honest. I would have made up the excuse in my mind that, oh, you don't have the time, you're, you're, focused, on, you're focused on school right now. But in reality, if you truly want to do something, you make the time for it. So I yeah. think balance in that sense is really important because that way you don't get lost in the one thing you're stressed about if you do have other things going for you as well yeah I think it's really important to have that balance between like like school and also just like relaxing like take take the time take an hour out of your day and just sit there and do nothing because you you will burn out really quickly too if you're just like grilling yourself all the time every single day of trying to do your work trying to do your assignments trying to you know look for jobs and you're constantly just like occupying your mind with like all of this stress that you have yeah you lose the other parts of yourself that make you great when you just yeah focus on one thing yeah I have trouble with that too and that is really good advice that balance is key for for incoming students uh especially first years who are coming in from high school uh, they might find that transition from high school to university hard so to them I would say have faith in yourself you know you might feel lost or like you don't belong in your program but know that you're there for a reason and you got in for a reason so even if you start off without a lot of experience in your field, that's a good thing because it only means that you have a lot of room to grow. First year can be tough, especially with like transitioning to university and then like just trying to look for as much experience as you can. And obviously it's good to start early, but it's okay if you face rejection in the beginning. Like you're, it's only your first year. You're not expected to like know everything. You're not expected to have any experience. So it's okay like take your time work on yourself and build up to to a point where you know you can you are successful enough to get those jobs and um yeah university is a very long journey and it's a period of growth for a lot of people and I think something that's not talked about 
often is like there's always this rush to like finish in that in your like required amount of time like at UTM it's like four years but like this isn't a race you're not competing with anybody take your time and do it so that at the end you come out as a more successful person but don't do it so that at the end you just finish on time for the sake of finishing on time Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's so easy to to follow to try to always keep up with the status quo but do what works for you end of the day after that degree finishing on time for that one person who it really served well it could be great for them but for you maybe now you're lost maybe you're burnt out so always check in with yourself and on a much less serious happier note before we leave just like all my other guests i had asked asher and Priya to come up with a joke so now is the time drum roll please are are you ready for my for my wonderful joke so yes um, we're ready (laughs) so how do you tell if a vampire is sick how how by how much he's coughing (laughs) (laughs) all right i got a one-liner a woman walks into a bar he holds up two fingers and says five beers please it's a classic all right um thank you so much for coming to my podcast um i found out that i am your podcast debut and this is my podcast debut as a host so i'm glad we could do this together yeah thank you so much for taking the time yeah thank you for having us thank you yeah bye-bye all right all right so the last guest for my podcast is shri and shri and i had also met in the 200 level psychology statistics course which is where i met mamuna really had helped each other each other out throughout that course is a kind of a tough course um and so i'll let shri briefly introduce herself before we get our conversation started hi everyone my name is shri uh, and i am a fourth year uh, digital enterprise management specialist and a minor in psychology and um ishika you're right uh, that course was not easy <laughs> it definitely wasn't um So before we kind of get started talking about like situations of stress that we've dealt with, I think it's also important to kind of talk about recognizing some of the signs of stress. Um, And so Shri, like when you're stressed, what are some of the signs? There's a few things that tell me that I'm stressed, but I think some of the most prominent ones are I lose my appetite, I can't sleep properly. I uh, tend to isolate myself from a lot of people that are very close to me and are very dear to me, but um, I tend to just want to be alone, I guess, sometimes. Or I'm on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. It's nothing in between. And apart from that, I guess my life just goes very haywire. Like, I'm usually very on top of things. I follow a schedule. I tend to, you know, eat healthy and sleep on time and everything. But whenever all of that is not going right there's definitely something stressing me out whether it's from my personal life professional or academic anytime Mm -hmm. I'm like really sad or feel really unhealthy that's probably when I'm stressed yeah I think it sometimes creates like this cycle of being unhealthy where you're stressed you stop kind of taking care of yourself you stop eating on time sleeping on time and it kind of just like tumbles into this like ever-growing cycle where like eventually you just kind of have to stop and like take care of yourself but it shouldn't get to that point I think. yeah yeah and it's um so I've actually in in the last one and a half years I've been doing university from India for, and having that nine and a half the ten and a half hour time difference and on top of that having you know family medical emergencies and uh, like I also took eight courses one semester because 
honestly don't even ask me why but um in the like before just before that you know like when the pandemic had started everyone was in that fun experimental yes i'm going to get my life together zone i was doing all of that but just as i started um like final exams hit midterms and everything all of that just went down the drain and i like stopped exercising for like 5 months even though i had been regularly you know eating well sleeping well exercising well for almost 4 5 months by then so just like living in india while i guess surviving on the canadian time zone was not fun and um, i realized once my semester got over that i will probably never do this to myself again because it just caused so much stress I can definitely imagine like also like your schedule of just like like waking up when your parents are going to sleep and like sleeping when your parents are waking up like I can't imagine like the physical and mental toll that it took on you. And also you would think that like being at home you would get to spend more time with family but I can't imagine with such a schedule that that would be possible. Yeah, no. Um you're completely right. I was sleeping when my parents were waking up. and um waking up when they were going to sleep which was an ideal because you know i have a baby cousin here as well and he keeps seeing me and he, all he says is like all you do is sleep but that's obviously not the case like, i want to spend time with him you know i haven't i've lived with him uh pretty much since he was he's been born i live in a joint family so i also live in a very busy household getting to sleep during the day is mm-hmm. not easy um so that together it was out of me to actually manage that stress um and then you also took eight courses i did six and i was thinking like i'm like a superhero but <laughs> here you are with eight and now i'm like oh yeah six is nothing like could do that in my sleep <laughs> no no i do not recommend this um i took eight <laughs> courses i did an internship um i had a work study position and i was managing like an extracurricular club on campus and i was like never again am i doing anything like this i yeah i can't do that ever like i can't even imagine trying to do that so obviously you've dealt you've dealt with all these stressors and you've made it so far um so what are some of the things that you did that kind of helped you like de-stress and push yourself to kind of keep going There were a few things here and there and I think it was like accumulation of everything and there's different things that work for different people mm-hmm. but what like worked for me best was firstly I guess like trying to do the things that I love so I have this newfound love for baking so I would bake sometimes when I'm stressed or uh, sometimes I'd probably just go and sleep because that's I guess what you do when you're stressed you just go and you try to nap and ignore reality Yeah. Um apart from that I also I learned how to lean into my support system. I'm usually a very independent person who's like on top of everything, but in the last year and a half I've realized that your support system is very very important. So um you know like working on those relationships, building those co- connections and then relying on them when it really comes down to it. I think helped me a lot. to get through the stress um also talking to my professors was a big one. i mm-hmm. like professors at the end of the day uh, are normal human beings and i know that some of them can be a little harsh or a little strict but i think given the pandemic a lot of them 
have become very very accommodating and they all have families they all understand what we're going through and i think most people in academia realize that you know you can every like you could get used to it and everything but you're still living through a pandemic we're still not back to normal life the professors also miss in person teaching and everything and they would understand if you just communicate your problems to them and that yeah i think that was one of my biggest ways to cope because i have interacted more with my professors in the last one one and a half years than i have in the last 3 years of my undergrad and it's really benefited me i think a lot of times people kind of forget that like professors are also there to help and as cheesy as it sounds like out and asking for help the worst you can hear is a no but you'll never know unless you do it like this year i've had really supportive professors in times of need and if i hadn't reached out and taken that step like would have like struggled and that would have affected my mark so literally the worst that can happen is that they'll say that they'll say no but you'll never know unless you reach out and the best that can happen is that they'll say yes and you'll get an extension and you'll do your best on that assignment or test mm-hmm, for sure and like it's not even about assignments and tests at this point i think i i've had uh, professors that you know stopped teaching me a year ago but i'm still in touch with them and the some of my biggest cheerleaders and they help me get through a few sticky situations or i can always go to them for advice uh whether it be like inside academia or outside like professors love when you go to them for help because there's not too many students that actually do so mm-hmm. I, like i would highly recommend that and then so just as a way to finish our conversation what's like some advice you would give to incoming undergrad students or even current undergrad students who are kind of stressed right now with um their courses assignments trying to make post and or like something that you wish you would have known before starting undergrad has a few things to be honest one as i said earlier speak to your professors i know it can be intimidating and i've been guilty of not doing this in the first two years of my academic life i always tried to approach them but they always seemed you know very intimidating and i never really got around to talking to them properly like talk mm-hmm. to your professors trust me if you find them inspiring if you're interested in what they do you will enjoy conversations with them they obviously like hope that you've i guess attended all lectures and everything but even if you haven't just go to their office hours talk to them you don't know where that will lead you it's honestly for me been a life changing experience so i guess that would be one second would be learn how to lean into your support system when you have to don't think that you can conquer it all alone because honestly you cannot university is hard in itself and going through university while there is a wild pandemic raging uh is even harder so lean on your support system they can do wonders for your academic life and lastly i would say like don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone I didn't do that the first two years of my undergrad and I I mean I don't regret it but also I wish I had stepped out of my comfort zone a little more. The second I started, you know, made lifelong friendships, I started doing better in my academics, I've got more professional opportunities. It's just a matter of taking that first step and then it just all kind of falls in place after that. 
it's a little scary it's again it's intimidating but good things only come through things that you're scared of and again i know that sounds so cheesy but um it's I like I probably wouldn't have met Yashika if I didn't step out of my comfort zone. And on that note actually um the last thing I sorry I would say is that don't like make connections, form friendships and maintain them because everyone that's come to university has some purpose. They're all super smart, they're all amazing people. You may differ in personalities, you may differ in opinions, but learn from that. um there's so much that you can learn from every single individual on campus and i wish there was someone that came and told me this when i was in my first or second year all you need to do is take that first step and you're probably going to f- like mm-hmm. find yourself achieving more or learning more and when you do that or like everything falls into place automatically Yeah, and I think kind of related to stepping out of your comfort zone. What results from it is this like great community of people around you who are there to support you and help you through regardless of whether or not they're in the same courses or programs as you. And it's kind of shown up as like a recurring theme um in what all of my guests have suggested. It's so so important to have the right people and the right friends around you because they're the ones who will help you through this. for 5 6 however many years it's it's going to take you and with their help you'll help them and they'll help you and together you'll make it through mm-hmm. yeah i um to be honest i think all of my closest like lifelong friendships that i have formed in the last 4 years most of them have been in the last 2 years and they've all been because i stepped out of my comfort zone i approached them in class being like hey you look familiar or hey i've seen you in a ton of my classes just even if you're all struggling with the class at least you're struggling together that is what undergrad is about that's yeah. at least what i've taken away from it and so that kind of ends our serious conversation there um but before you go like everyone else I've asked you to come up with a joke so now is the time. Okay, um this is I don't know how funny it is but honestly this is how I feel right now. So um there's this employer. So the employer says that forget everything you learned in college. You won't need it while you're working here. And the potential employee goes I never went to college. And the employer says, "Oh, sorry. Unfortunately, you're not qualified to work here." I find it really funny because this is exactly how I feel right now. I am about to graduate, and I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, college skills are important, but if you haven't gone to college, oh, sorry, we can't hire you." Like, hello. The joke was supposed to be funny. I think you might have scared people off, but I believe in you. I know that you're gonna be super successful in whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for me, guys. Pray for me. And thank you so much for taking your time to come and talk on my podcast about dealing with stress and all your different strategies. And I'm sure they will be really helpful for a lot of people out there. Bye. And wish you bring my last guest for tonight. We are almost approaching the end of this podcast, but before I do so, I wanted to briefly talk about some of the UTM resources that were not mentioned during the interviews. The first being facilitative study groups. FSGs are a form of supplemental instruction that run on a peer-to-peer learning model. These sessions are a great opportunity for students to regularly review and practice discipline-related academic skills through a structured and collaborative setting. 
Apart from the academic help FSGs provide, they are also a great way to meet new people and become friends with those in your class. They are structured in a very collaborative, interactive format, so it becomes very easy to get to know others. A second resource is the Career Center. A lot of my guests talked about the stress related to securing a job this year. The Career Center offers many resources, programs, and services to help you build your knowledge about the world of work, your own skills and interests, and the skills or further education you need for your next steps. They provide specialized career counseling and employment strategizing appointments in addition to the great to the many resources and programs offered to help you improve your resume and interview skills. They allow you to be well prepared for your next steps after graduation. And the last resource I wanted to talk about is the Center for Student Engagement. The Center for Student Engagement provides great peer and alumni mentoring opportunities for students and their parents. They also provide many opportunities of getting involved on campus either through volunteering or employment with them. They're committed to facilitating student learning and development inside and outside the classroom, on campus, and in the local community. Through their programs, services, and resources, they provide opportunities that empower students to shape their own experiences and contribute to the community. They're an extremely well-rounded resource that can help you with many of the stressors you may face during your undergraduate journey. I hope these resources and the many others mentioned throughout this podcast help you in combating your stress, regardless of whether it stems from academic, career, or personal life. Remember that this stress is just a small part of you as a whole and that you have the ability to overcome and fight it. Lastly, make sure that you are taking care of your physical and mental health during these tough times. With that being said, I want to take a quick moment to thank all my guests who provided great resources and shared their stories of success in combating stress. Also, thank you to listening to this podcast and bearing with my choppy editing skills. I hope that I was able to provide you with a new perspective of dealing with stress and just know that everything will work out.